Hello, and welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. You're listening to TDP Radio. This is episode 33. This is Valentine's Day. I am Cody, your host. With me, I have Jason. Tonight, we're going to go down a nice little journey. Me, Jason, and you, our listener. Thank you for joining us. Jason, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Cody. That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) We just wanted to try something a little different tonight. And, you know, we want some feedback. Do you like my intro? Do you like Jason's intro? Do you like neither of our intros? Do you want to do the intro? Yeah. Hey, you can send us a a voice memo. Email it to TalkingDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. And you can introduce me and Jason free of charge. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I was actually listening to not a Disney podcast the other day. It was a sports podcast and the, it started out with, I, it was, it was, uh, I don't really follow basketball anymore, but it was a basketball player saying, you know, this is so-and-so and and you're listening to so-and-so podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I thought that'd be cool if we could get somebody, uh, you know, to do that. One of our, yeah. One of our listeners or, Hey, if, uh, you know, if you uh, are a, a Disney Imagineer, Disney legend, and you want to introduce our show. Maybe uh, we could get Walt Disney himself. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good treat. <laughs> or a good trick, I mean. Uh, yeah, that'd be that'd be a little freaky uh, if it was actually In Walt. his first post-mortem appearance. Right, right. He was he was Live unfrozen. on the Talking Disney podcast. <laughs> Walt he, Disney. He was, he was unfrozen, removed from his cryogenic chamber and he introduced the talking Disney podcast. That'd be awesome. So well, he's not looking he's not bad really for 119. <laughs> right. Right. And he's not really frozen. So, uh, that was actually, uh, one of the, which I, I guess I can talk about, uh, a couple books, new, new books that I got. Um, the first one is, uh, it's called discovering the magic kingdom, an unofficial Disneyland vacation guide. And I was looking through it and there was a section on Disneyland myths, and that, that was one of them that he discussed. Uh, it's a book by uh, Joshua C. Shaper. Pretty uh, pretty interesting book. You know, you know what I was about to do? I was about to hold it up to the camera. Uh, <laughs> even though we're on the radio. This is the first time that me and Cody have seen each other while we're pod- podcasting. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was thinking, hey, look, it's on the camera. See it? Yeah, and, but now, no. now we can show each other things. That's true. That's true. Now uh, I think I think this is really going to help our podcast and hopefully help our listeners because I think that you and I are going to have a more natural dialogue now rather than see. it just being an hour-long phone conversation and right. neither of us knowing who, what's going to say what. Right. So – just to kick back in the books real quick, I bought the first and second edition of his book. I think the second edition came out in 2017. Uh, first one was 2010. And then another book I got, I actually got this off eBay, I think. Uh, it's called The Encyclopedia of Walt Disney's Animated Characters from Mickey Mouse to Hercules. And this is, I want to say this one I have is the third edition. Uh, the first one I have goes to somewhere in the 80s. Um, I think it goes to little mermaid actually 89 and then the second edition goes up to Aladdin and then this one goes to Hercules and I don't think, uh, he has another one after that. It's by a guy named John Grant. Um, so now that the, the information from the first edition, is that also in the second and the third? 
Yeah, basically it's the same stuff. Uh, I, I, I haven't compared it word for word, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it appears to be the same material. And then they just added uh, whatever had been released from the, the last time that they, that, that they came out, they just added to it. So, so if obviously you're, you're getting them as you either find them or as they come out, I don't know how long the, uh, these editions have been time. available. Well, when did Hercules come out? Uh, well, but did this book come out after the yeah. movie? Yeah. I'm looking up the date right now. It, this one's copyright 1998. Oh, so okay. it's been 22 years, I think, okay. unless there's, unless there's a fourth edition that I haven't found. So I'm pretty sure this is number three. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a cool book. It basically, like it says, it's a, encyclopedia of all the characters starts out with uh, the Alice comedies and uh, Julius, the cat, and then goes all the way through Hercules. So uh, some cool. good stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got a couple more books coming. Um, a couple more Leonard Malton, Disney film books. Um, but those, those will probably be here about midweek next week. So I need to get busy on getting that bookshelf put together. Yeah. You, yeah. you're, you're going to need that here. Yeah. I'm going to need a whole library soon, but so you got books this week in the mail. I got Girl Scout cookies this week in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't find any around there. You had to order them. I couldn't find no Girl Scouts anywhere. Wow. Hmm. Crying for shame. Yeah. Yeah. I've got some ordered cause my brother's daughter sells them. Uh, but we're not going to, we're not seeing him until June for a camping trip. So he's just going to save them and bring them out. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, we haven't seen any Girl Scouts around here. Interesting. So we saw some down in Colorado, uh, beginning of February, but we didn't stop and buy any cause we figured there would be some here and we haven't seen them in two weeks. So yeah, I haven't seen them up here. And so I have an old friend that I used to work with down in Vegas and he has a, a niece that's selling them. And I guess now, and I don't know if it's kind of across the Girl Scout organization or if it was just something her troop was doing, but I guess now they have these like websites, these links that's linked with their Girl Scout cookie account. And I was able to just go online, buy them, have them shipped to me. But the, the number of boxes goes towards her goal. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's connected with her right. program. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They're 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 uh they're they're moving into the into the computer age and you can just order them online, huh? Right. I, I wonder if you look on Amazon, I bet you can buy some uh buy some girls got cookies from there, just from random people. Oh, I don't know if I could trust that. Yeah, I know. I don't know about that either, but a- a- Amazon sells everything. I mean let me see. I'm gonna look it up while you're sitting here talking. <laughs> Girl Scout <laughs> cookies. Yeah. I not know. Really? Yep. There they are. Are they sold you can by buy Amazon? Them? Uh, Amazon's Amazon Choice. Yeah. It looks like they qualify for Prime free delivery. I, I, I can have these cookies here by Monday. So, what? Man, I waited like a week and a half for mine. <laughs> yeah. It looks like you buy one. And I had to pay for shipping. Yeah. It's free shipping. Oh. So, yeah. I there wonder. you go. I want my money back. <laughs> just, just what, what, uh, what kind of cookies do you do you not normally get? Um, 
my favorites are the Samoas and the Thin Mints. And I'm not a chocolate and mint person whatsoever, but there's just something about Thin Mints. Yeah, uh, we usually get the Samoas. That's what Marsha likes. I'm not, I'm not a real big fan of any of them, but uh, just I'm not a real big cookie guy anyway. So I tried the s'mores this year. I got one package of the s'mores cookies. Those yeah. aren't bad. I think we tried those last year, uh, and I think the kids liked them. Yeah, but yeah. What are you trying like to say? Them. What are you trying to say? Well, compared to me, you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you youngin. I have earned my right to sit at the adults table <laughs> at Thanksgiving. You, you did. You were at the, and even one of the nights I sat at the kids table just cause we had so many people here, but sweet victory. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So episode 33, what do we got to talk about this week? Um, Oh, let's start with the Oscars. Uh, I'm not a big award ceremony person. I don't know if you knew that. Have you ever been? Is it just what what it's turned into in the last several years? I I just, yeah. I I mean, I I I guess I used to watch them more of the like the music awards. um, Yeah. But I don't know. I just it's cool that Disney won some awards, and it's cool if you win an award because I mean it. It's people put a lot of work into the, you know, from the acting to the directing, producing, editing, etc. Uh, so they, they, they deserve some recognition. I just, I don't know. Sometimes it just seems like, it's become uh, very political. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, uh, yeah, that's very true. Uh, I just, I mean, it'd be fine with me if they just said, Hey, this person won an award and it was mailed to him. So, uh, to me, sometimes it seems like, you know, millionaires celebrating other millionaires and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it, uh, but uh, yeah, the Oscars was uh, the other night. Was it the tenth? Maybe I'm trying to think. Monday uh, night. Yeah, I think it was Monday night, wasn't it? Was it 13, not Sunday 13? night? Might have been Sunday night. I don't remember. But yeah, anyways, I, I mean, I, uh, I I I shared something on the Facebook page because Toy Story Four. Uh, was nominated and won for best animated feature. So I shared that on, uh, on our Facebook page. So congratulations to everybody involved with toy story Four. there was a few other movies that got some awards that, uh, at this time last year, wouldn't have been counted as Disney. Um, but, uh, now they are, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to screw this guy's name up. I'm going to butcher it. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to try it. Take a Waititi. That's the best I can do. Uh, sorry if I butchered it. Might um, be Taika. Taika. I, I don't know. Well, maybe Taika. Taika Waititi. Waititi. I'll, have to, I'll have to watch something where they say his name. Maybe if and, I had watched it. I've heard people say it before. Um, right. Hopefully people will know who we're talking about. He's the one that directed Thor Ragnarok. Right. Yeah. So he, he actually won for best adapted screenplay for fox searchlights jojo rabbit uh, which i have not seen um and then ford versus ferrari which is another movie that i haven't seen but i probably will check I did it see out that one. okay what'd you think of it i enjoyed it. it yeah i mean it was an entertaining enough i mean okay. it was yeah. it was what i expected it to be not that that's a right. bad thing it wasn't one won- of those movies where they were trying to throw you off or you, you know it's right. 
it's based on true events. So, okay. So not a true story, but based on true events. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but they actually won the Oscar for best sound editing and best film editing. They took home two. Um, so that's a uh, con- congratulations to those films and the people involved with them. And that's all I got to say about the Oscars. And I'm pretty sure that Frozen 2 was not even nominated for Best Animated Picture. Interesting. I didn't know that. Whichever the last award show was recently, just at the beginning of this year. Right. The one where, um, uh, what one? Um, that uh, I was shocked. Oh, what? yeah, I think we might have even talked about it. We, um, yeah, we, we did. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, oh, was it missing, missing link, missing link. Yeah. Yeah. So the nominees for the, uh, animated feature film at the Oscars were, uh, how to train your dragon, the hidden world. I lost my body, uh, claws, which I think was a Netflix movie. Wasn't it? Yes. Claws. All right. It's, it's actually pronounced Klaus. I think it's Klaus. Okay. Okay. Missing link and toy story four. So yeah, and so Frozen Two again was not even nominated, just like right. the last award show. So I don't know if people are what that's about because it. And then it, the it begs the question: What are they looking at? What are the determining factors to even be nominated for in this instance, best animated feature? Are they looking right. at purely just the animation because it's all done for the most part computer based? Now it's all computer based animation. I think one of those that was nominated was a stop motion animation. Um, But for the most part, most animation these days is all CGI. Right. So what exactly are they looking for in order to call it that? Because frozen two is now the, the most successful top grossing animated picture of all time. Right. And then it wasn't even nominated. So is, are they, are they just trying to snub Disney are they just, are people just trying to kind of be away with frozen or, or what? Well, it was as far as the movie wasn't, uh, it was actually nominated for music, original song for yes. into the unknown. Uh, it lost out to, I'm going to leave me again from rocket man. Uh, and I, I don't see any other times it was nominated, but I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I don't see. So, I just, I just think it's interesting. I don't know the answers to the questions right. I put out there, but yeah, food for I mean, thought. No, I can't. I mean, I've seen Frozen 2. I've seen Toy Story 4. I had not seen any of the other movies mm-hmm. that were nominated. So uh, Me either. Yeah. So there's Oscars until next year, then we'll mention it again. But uh, what did you want? Yeah, okay. Never mind. We're going to talk about Fast Passes next, correct? Yes. Did you want to, do you want to start that one? So it, it's kind of going, we'll kind of probably wrap back around to this, but this recently there was the announcement of a, that smugglers run millennium Falcon smugglers run. They will be putting it on the Disneyland fast pass system quote soon. Yeah, right. No date. No date. They just said soon. Secondly, they we now have a fast pass for 
Autopia, and right. Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue. Now, here's my thing, and it's more so going to be directed towards Monsters, Inc., Mike and Sully to the rescue, than Autopia, but Autopia kind of falls in this kind of topic. When was the last time you ever said, man, if only Monsters, Inc. had a fast pass. This line is so long. <laughs> Monsters, Inc. is the ride you go on while you're waiting for your fast pass window for a fast pass you already have because it's a straight walk on 90% I, of the time. Yeah, I can say the last couple times I've been there, um, we didn't wait very long. Yeah. So I mean, you're going on it really just to buy time. Until you go do something that you really want to do. You're like, well, we might as well go do that. It'll give us something to do until this other thing we already have a designated time slot for. Right. And it's a five minute, maybe a 10 minute wait. Unless we have, we have fast for or Tower of Terror. So let's hit Mike and Sully on the way over there. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I saw on the day that that fast pass was activated available whatever you want to call it they extended queue for monsters inc mike and sully to the rescue was full was full the last time that i ever saw that extended queue with people in it was when the ride premiered and that was <laughs> because it was a brand new ride and people wanted to ride it right and then once the hype died down i mean it's a generally a five to ten minute wait Maybe a 15-minute wait if it's a busy day. Um, but to have that extended queue full, it's like, granted, there's a lot of people at the Disneyland Resort as a whole recently within the last month due to the opening of Rise of the Resistance. People are trying to find things to do while they're waiting for their boarding group to be called. But still, I mean, the day before... Mike and Sully went on the fast pass system. That extended queue was not being used. Right. And now you introduce the fast pass, which is naturally going to push back the standby because to a degree, they're going to prioritize those in the fast pass queue. That's the whole purpose of the fast pass. Now, my question is what, what does Disneyland want to do with fast pass? What attractions are they going to give it to? What attractions are they not? Because if you remember, there was a time where we had fast pass for Pirates of the Caribbean and they quickly took it away because they realized how long it made that standby line. And that standby line does get long sometimes as far as how many people are in it because it'll do a bunch of switchbacks kind of in there where people are trying to walk and then it'll go up on top of the bridge and kind of wind its way towards Tarzan's treehouse and then switch back across the bridge and then come back down and you funnel into the regular queue. But it made it even more out of control because now you've dedicated a whole side of that normal queue to fast pass. And so they quickly got rid of it because it was too hard to maintain all those people because the the Pirates of the Caribbean queue and extended queue or lack thereof an extended queue, there's just no room to put people. And so they quickly got rid of it. And so 
it just makes me wonder why they felt the need to add some of these attractions, especially Mike and Sully, where you do not need a fast pass for that ride. Right. No one's needed a fast pass. No one's wanted one because there's just <laughs> the line's never been long enough to really dictate one. And now the only reason I can figure that they did add it is because it gave, you know, in a way it gave more value to max pass, which is now an additional $5. It is now $20 per day. Which we'll talk about in our next topic. Yes. And that's why I said it might kind of tie in. Um, and and the additional increase for Max Pass also happened on the same day Mike and Sully and Autopia joined the Fast Pass system. Now, granted, you can get a Fast Pass for Mike and Sully without purchasing Max Pass. They have those mobile cart things for Kiosk. Fast Pass distribution. Yeah. Um, that they used for a, for a while with um, Fantasmic they did it with and the World of Color, those ones with wheels on them that they take wherever they want and it's got a Monsters, Inc. paint job on it. And so you can get one without purchasing Max Pass, but it makes me wonder, that did they add those because it was quick and easy enough to add them real quick without causing a lot of issues for lines, you know, obviously Mike and Sully has that extended queue. It filled up, but they've got the room to contain it all there around Mike and Sully. Same with Autopia. Autopia has a lot of queue space. Mm -hmm. um, and even on busy days, there's usually generally queue space being unused on Autopia. And so it just makes me wonder, did they say, you know, what? let's throw those two on the fast pass system because regardless we're upcharging max pass an extra five dollars and this will help people justify that cost because now there's two more rides on the system that they can utilize with max pass right and then once uh, millennium falcon smugglers run is added i think there'll be 20 total attractions mm -hmm. that you can get fast passes or max pass use your max pass on so yeah, and then it just another question when, or and I don't know if it's a question, but something that has come into mind me thinking about the fast pass situation. Monsters Inc. wasn't built for a fast pass, so there aren't any naturally occurring fast pass kiosks anywhere. Neither are there any naturally occurring, or like they didn't build fast pass kiosks specifically for Smuggler's Run. They're nowhere around the attraction. So are they going to bring in those mobile ones or, or eventually are we going to completely get rid of the paper reminder, the physical kiosk locations? Because they do, I don't know if you saw them, if they were even there the last time you went. I don't even know if they were there the last time I went, but they have kiosks, digital kiosks now for fast passes like in Tomorrowland. Right. Yeah. I went any Tomorrowland attraction fast pass on that kiosk and it just links it with your ticket. And if you have that then linked with the Disneyland app, it'll show up on there. So it makes me wonder if we're going to get rid of the terminals for fast passes at all the individual attractions and rather just have centralized kiosk locations 
where you can access either all of the fast passes for that land or just all of the fast passes in the entire park. Yeah, last when we went November, December time period, 2018, they didn't okay. they didn't they didn't have those. So So I'm yeah, thinking I, it might head that direction. I can see eventually them all going away and like you said, having either either one dedicated kiosk for each land or a you know centrally located ones where you can get anything, basically. Right. So gone 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 are the days when uh I'd be when, when we would go and one person would have to run all the way over to Splash Mountain with all the tickets to get fast fastes and then run back. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, that was usually me because I walked the fastest. So at least for my family. So, uh, yeah. Crazy. Do you think they'll ever, and I, I don't think there's even been like any rumors or any hint of this. This is just my brain kind of running. Um, but do you think they'll ever put a attraction, say for instance, smugglers run? Do you think they'll ever do something where, okay, you can get a, a fast pass for this. But only through Max Pass. Uh, oh, where? So or do you think they'll yeah. just keep it? You know, you have to go to wherever the, whether it's a digital or a paper reminder kiosk. Do you think they'll keep those around, or do you think they'll ever? Do you think they'll start prioritizing certain rides, the popular rides, to be like, okay, you can get a Fast Pass, but you have to purchase Max Pass in order to do it. I think eventually, I think it'll go to that. I, I, I think you think uh, they'll start upcharging yeah, for I don't know like if that. it's in the next year, two, three, four years, but I can see it eventually being where you will have to have the max pass. And there will be I, I no such thing as the fast pass anymore. It'll just be max pass. So kind of go on like a six flags kind of status where you can they call it like the front of the line pass, but you right. pay for it. Right. Yeah. Doesn't Universal Studios have something like that too? They do, and you pay yeah. for it, and it gets right. you onto a couple of attractions, like the one at Universal Studios Hollywood. It basically got you onto, I think, every attraction once, and then that was it. Uh, okay. You got to use it for every attraction once. Yeah, I've never, I, I haven't been in so many years, so. Uh. Yeah, I could see it eventually going fast pass being gone and you know evolve into where it's just if you if you want to pay to get on the rides uh in front of other people. So but people will pay. I'll pay. If it happens, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of money, price increases came out this week. Uh, not shocking because they have come out every year for, for many years. The, yeah, for quite a few years. Um, every year. Every year. So you know the prices are going to increase. Um, Just a heads up, it'll ha probably happen in about 12 months. 12 months from now? Yeah. 11 now, unlike, months and three weeks. Unlike in the last couple of years, I can remember the last couple of years, I, I, I heard rumblings, especially around Facebook, you know, price increases coming. This year, I I woke up, what was it? Was it Tuesday? It was Tuesday, yep. Tuesday, okay. Uh, so I woke up and... Boom, know, it hit you like a ton yeah, of bricks. A bunch of, bunch of people posting on Facebook about the price increases and how they were never going back to Disneyland. So, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
the one and yeah, I, I guess everybody has, you know, you can choose not to go to go. We'll, we'll talk about the increase in a minute, but one of them that, that shocked me, or I, it made me shake my head, I guess it was a, it was a single female and I forgot which Facebook page I saw it on, but she was <laughs> like, well, I am priced out of max pass now. Max pass went up five bucks. So it, it just go, don't, don't go to Starbucks for one day. And there you go. There's yeah. your, <laughs> now for a family of, you know, like my family was six, you know, now that's what $30, $20 a day per person. Right. Right. So it's going up, it's going up 30 bucks for, for all of us per, per day, four day trip, 120 bucks. So right. five day trip, 150 bucks. Uh, so I can understand you better start laying off the Starbucks like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. But, but yeah, it, it's just funny as some of the pe- people on there. Let's 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 talk about the increases real quick. I do want to mention something real quick. Okay. I was looking for I was actively on Facebook on Tuesday and then since looking for people complaining online about and just trying to find something amusing, somebody saying something that was just so outrageous about their be that them being disgruntled about the increases that just made me laugh. Right. And I really only found one that was noteworthy in my opinion. And I just wanted to take a second to read it. I won't say this person's name or what group it was on, but this, this is what this person said. I'd like to thank everyone who postponed their summer Disneyland trips, which caused Disney to lose money and then raised prices. I saw that one. (laughs) I I mean, who knows? Maybe they were being sarcastic, but on the chance that they weren't, this is not why Disney raised prices. It was not because galaxy's edge was a failure and nobody showed up last summer and they lost money because nobody came last summer. All of that is untrue. Disneyland is seeing record crowds, has been seeing record crowds year upon year for so many years now. Did they expect probably more people to show up when Galaxy's Edge opened last summer? Yes, but that's what part of that is what they get for opening the land in two phases and putting the bigger of the attractions opening in the second phase. People that can only go once a year are going to wait until that land is at its full opening, that they can do everything at once. Right. They can go on Millennium Falcon. They can go on Rise of the Resistance. They can do everything. And a lot of people still went to check out Millennium Falcon to build a lightsaber. I'm, I'm one of them. James is one of them. You know, we went, we went during their pre, not preview period, but their, uh, reservation only period. That was kind of a lottery system too, just kind of in a sense, like what they're doing now with the boarding passes, but yeah, they did not raise prices because people didn't come to Disneyland last summer. (laughs) Just, that was the one that made me laugh. Yeah. I see. I saw quite a few. I do remember seeing that one. Uh, (laughs) And I don't remember the guy's name or if it was even a guy or a girl or the, or the site, but yeah, it was, that made me chuckle a little. So, uh, yeah, I, I had some saved, but I can't find them now, but yeah, for the most part, uh, I mean, there weren't, it wasn't all complaining. Um, and I, I saved something and I wish I had it basically. And it was a Walt Disney quote, but, 
it was said it was a Walt Disney quote, but I couldn't verify that it was a Walt Disney quote about uh, prices. Uh, so I'll try to find it again here in a, in a minute. But uh, for the most part, the I mean, the annual passes all had an increase. Um, I don't know which one, which you don't have an annual pass anymore, right? The things were rubbing it. <laughs> which one, which one did you have? I had the signature signature. Okay. The signature actually went up $150. Um, well here, I'll start with the Disney, the Disney Southern California select went up 30. It went from 369 to 399. Um, the, uh, Disney Southern California, which is just a renewal only, it says, I guess, but it doesn't say anything about that one. So I'm going to skip that one. Uh, the Disney Deluxe went up 70 bucks uh, from 729 to 799, which is less than it went up last year. It went up $110 last year. Uh, the Disney Signature went up 150 from 999 to 1149, which is the exact amount it went up last year. Um, I, I'm pretty sure when I got my signature pass in spring of, I believe it was 2017, because I'm pretty sure it expired um, either spring. No, it expired in May because it was when I went down there for a work convention was when I got it. So it was May from set 2017 to May of 2018. I'm pretty sure when I bought my signature pass, it was $699. Six hundred ninety-nine. You know Let me start all over because I was I had pulled out my notes for last year's price increase. Those were those are not the prices. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hold your horses. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 rewind it's a little. So bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I pulled out that note. All right. So Disney Southern California Select is four nineteen now. It went up twenty bucks from three ninety nine last year. Um, the because I, I I didn't see Flex Passport and I was like I know they have Flex Passport now. That one actually went up fifty bucks from five ninety nine to six forty nine. Uh, the Disney Deluxe went from seven ninety nine to eight twenty nine, so thirty dollars. The Disney Signature, and that's the one you said you had, right? Yeah. That one went up fifty. Uh, it was eleven forty nine last year, and now it's eleven ninety nine. Um, the Disney Signature Plus is went up a fifty bucks from thirteen ninety nine to. 1449 and so what's the difference between signature and signature plus signature oh. plus gets you in every day of the year yeah no blackout dates they signature just doesn't include christmas and new year's right and that's the one that i had right right which i would not i mean i would like to go you know near christmas and new year's but i don't want to go during that time if that makes sense Right. And I, and I was okay not going with those times because I knew I'd be doing other things with family anyway. Right. right. And the likelihood of my family being like, let's go to Disneyland, you know, during that, those two weeks was pretty slim. Right. Uh, and then the Disney premier passport, that one went up the most 1949 to $21.99, which, what did we say? That was $250. Yeah. I believe it's a 13% increase. Yeah. So, uh, and that's the, no blockout dates for Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Yeah, so. that gets you into both coasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Personally, I don't know anybody that has that one. I'm sure. I, I know there's people out there that have it, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know him personally. I mean, right. I've met a Disney YouTuber here and there at the park. Was able to shake a hand or say hello. I watch your videos, right. but I don't 
really know them. I feel like I do because I watch their lives. <laughs> you watch, you watch them. I don't know them. They don't. They don't know me. I guess there's right. the distinction. They have no idea who I am. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. And then the the uh, one day tickets and the um, the two, three, four, five day tickets went up also. Um, let me see here. They went last year, 2019. They basically had three tiers, which was value, regular, and peak. And I believe last year was the year they introduced that. I think it, I remember it being in 18. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, but in, anyways, last year they had value regular and peak that ranged from 104 to 149. Uh, this year they made it a five tier system uh, with the lowest tier still staying at 104 and then the highest tier at 154. So it, uh, the peak was 149. The high tier now is 154. And then tier two, three, and four, one fourteen, one twenty four, and one thirty nine. So, um, and that's just one park per day. That is one day, one park. Uh, if you add the park hopper in it, basically, it looks like you're adding. It's not the same all the way through. So you're going from last year was one fifty four for the value park hopper up to one ninety nine for the peak. Uh, this year, the, they they did five tiers with that. Also, starts at one fifty nine for the lowest tier, uh, goes to one sixty for tier two, one seventy nine three, one ninety four for tier four, and then two hundred nine for the top tier. So, from the difference from last year to this year with the top tier would be ten ten more dollars, uh, from one ninety nine to two hundred nine. Yeah, that's, we, we that's broke that. One day, a one day right. park hopper on a what they consider a tier five day so that's yeah. going to be weekends maybe some days of the year thursdays or i mean fridays right. but definitely weekends throughout most of the year and then of course any holiday right they'll put in that tier five category and then all the all the rest of the two day the three day the four day the five day uh single day and uh or not single day but one park and uh park hoppers went up and it looks like 10, 10, 10 to $15, uh, actually 10 to $20. If, if, if you go for five days, uh, with the park hopper, it, it was three ninety five last year. You'll be paying four fifteen this year. Um, so if you have the ability to go for more than one day, obviously it's going to be more value, uh, for yeah. what you pay. So, right. um, yeah, I know. Nope. Military prices didn't go up as far as this. They usually go up at the end of the year. So, um, and does the military set their own prices on that, or does Disney regulate I, how much the military can sell them for? I think I, I'm pretty sure it's Disney. Disney okay. decides how much. So they just they have a soft spot for the servicemen and women, right. I guess. Right. Basically, I can go for five days for less than somebody might be able to go for one. <laughs> so what you're telling me is I need to enlist between now. And next month. There you go. So you can get a cheap price. I mean, does it count that I'm technically uh, registered for the draft? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. I mean, I could, if 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 we were going and I had bought the tickets, I mean you can you can use one. I just have to be with you the first day. Right. So but usually I have six in my family, and so you can only get six. 
Uh, there's some cases where you can get transactions. You just be like, okay, thanks. No, just once, once a year I can get six. Interesting. I don't know how they keep track of it. Kids. Uh, I don't know. I was around before. (laughs) Before three of them. Before three of them. Before before all four of them though. You were first. Yeah. What the heck, man? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry. Who's doing so, this podcast with you? Not any of your kids. Not, they're all sleeping. So, uh, well, actually, not all of them, but no, I'll probably only one, and that's maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't checked on her, so <laughs> she doesn't have her iPod this time. But. <laughs> no, 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 she does not. Uh, so yeah, price increases. Um, I, I mean, it's gonna happen every year. We know. Uh, do you, for the do you think? the prices are still, in your opinion, justifiable. For me, for, yeah. For what you're getting when you for go to Disney. For what you're getting. So I mean, on days, just, well, I'll use during the summertime. What Park park opens at 8? Yep. Closes at? Midnight. Midnight. Huh? So and if, then you get an hour to still roam the shops. Right. Anything on Main Street, the ice cream shop. If you're young and you're not tired. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we'll say 12, what, 14, 16 hours of if, if, if you're there the whole day, uh, take whatever you paid for that day, divide it by 16. I still think it's a fairly good value for what you get. Uh, now, obviously, every, every individual, every family is going to be different as far as what their priorities are. Um, but it's a luxury. It's not a right. So if, if I mean, if. If you can't afford it, you can't afford it. it uh, you maybe have to save for a little while longer. Um, right. Your every year trip now might have to be every two right. years. Right. And that's what, I mean, we haven't, when we haven't been in a year, over a year. So, um, mm. and it's not because of the money. It's just because it's so far away. I, uh, yeah. Uh, so. It just yeah, takes it, a lot. For you, you, you guys have to take, you have to dedicate a large chunk of your schedules right to right. be away from your home and your works and school right. in and order to have, pull that off. Yeah. And we have, you know, we have other vacations and plans that we like to go. We like right. to do. So, um, you know, if we, if we lived closer, uh, I would, I would try my hardest to have, you know, at least a flex flat, the flex pass. Uh-huh. Uh, cause when we go, we usually don't go on weekends anyways. Uh, so yeah. we don't need the the signature plus or the signature. Uh, we don't really even need the deluxe. I mean, we would we would work around when we could, when when days were available that we could go. So uh, it's very rare that we're there on a weekend. If if we do plan a trip, it's normally we arrive on Sunday afternoon, right? And then our first day in the park is you know Monday. Monday. And then if if we're there for three days or four days or five, you know we're then we're out before the weekend. So yeah. Um, that's just the way we normally do it. Uh, but uh, yeah, if, if, if I was to buy, you know, I could say $649 for me is not a big deal, but now, now I times that by five. Yeah. That, that's a good chunk of change to have passes for everybody. So, yeah. um, but yeah, and if, I, still and think- and if I still lived in Vegas being four hours away from Disneyland. I, I probably would, would have continued I would have continually renewed my annual pass because I, I had it for one year. 
I finally said, you know what? I go consistently every year. Now that I'm in Vegas, usually it's several times a year because I just I find a reason to go because I am this close and I have the money. I can get the time off work. I'd find reasons to go. It's like I'm just, you know, I put it off for a couple of years. And I was like, I could have saved money the last two years, but even even if it was a hundred bucks, right? You know, at least in ticket costs. And then there's the, the the discounts you get on food and on merchandise, which I buy every time. Right, hundred bucks. That's that's half a lifesaver, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I finally broke down and did it. And then a few months after it expired, I had plans to move. 500 miles further away. So now I'm close to a thousand miles away from Disneyland. And I was just, it wasn't at that point worth it because now I'm going maybe once a year if I'm lucky. Right. Right. Um, I I was very fortunate enough to go twice last year. This year will probably only be once and that's going to be next month. And that'll probably be the only time I go this year. Right. Yeah. You are actually 765 miles away. Is that it? Yeah. That's what it says on my maps here from Logan, Utah. Now I don't, maybe a few more miles depending on where you live in your Logan, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it says 765 miles. That doesn't seem right. (laughs) Uh, I am currently 1,102 miles away. I wonder if I'm closer to uh, Walt Disney world than I am. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think Walt, cause I, I think when I was figuring out if we were to go to Walt Disney world, if we were to drive, it would take like almost two days to get there. It's 1,878 miles. So if I did 900 miles a day, we could get there in two days. So. I mean, I've done 900 miles in a day before. That's yeah, it sucks. It does. <laughs> <laughs> those are days where you hate life yeah exactly so oh i i forgot to mention um well you mentioned it earlier when you talk about fast passes max pass did go up five dollars went from 15 to 20 i think it's when it came out it started at 10 yeah and i think uh, when we were texting i was mistaken i think i said in our text messages that it started off at five um okay. but everything i for whatever reason i th- tell myself that I remember it being $5 when it was first introduced, but everything that I've been seeing online or on YouTube, yeah. everyone's been saying $10. So last I'll, I'll time we that. went, there was 10, $10. Cause I can remember, uh, there were six of us. So it cost us $60 a day to get, uh, uh, max pass. So if we went now, it would be double 120 a day. So, yeah. uh, good news though. Parking did not go up. General parking is still 25 and preferred is still 40. So All right. Tell you what, though, uh, I, I and James will probably be able to testify to this as well. That preferred parking, it's not bad. That's It's kind of a nice deal. Is it? I mean, because you get it, – it's preferred. I mean, because you know the way that the, the parking garage is set up mm-hmm. where you, know, you get in those big, long lines – Right. And, you know, if you happen to just get the luck of the draw and you're at the back of the parking garage and you have to walk all the way to the front of it to where the escalators or the stairs are. And then at the end of the day, you have to walk all the way down the preferred. They kind of block off the whole front area, the whole like front quarter of those lines. Right. Of the aisles. 
and that's all preferred. So at the end of the day, in the morning, it's not as big of a deal because in the morning, you're pretty much parking close anyways if you're showing up right before the park opens. And you're, and you're, you're excited, full of energy. So yeah, but it, it, like, <laughs> like, like I, I'm going next month and unless something really crazy happens, at least me and my cousin Tyler, we're planning on being there well before park opens because we're going to be trying to get boarding passes for Galaxy's Edge, which we'll probably talk about here in a little bit too. And we plan on on closing the park out. I mean, we will be tired. Disneyland is not a restful vacation, but... Uh, how many days are you guys going for? We'll be there for three days. Okay. When, we'll be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All right. Cool. But you have something to talk about in March. So. Yes. Huh? Yeah. All right. Any any more on price increase? Just know that it's going to happen again next year. Yeah. Uh, give it an, another 11 months to 12 months. It'll happen right. again. Right. Do you think there'll be any more price increases this year? Have they ever raised prices twice in a year? I know people talked about it, but I don't know if it ever happened. I think a lot of people wondered if they were going to last year. With with Star Wars Galaxy Edge opening? Yeah, they did it routinely in February. And then I think a lot of people were wondering if they were going to do it again Right. right before Galaxy's Edge opened, and they didn't. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I really don't think they do that to people. Um, if they're going to do it, they whatever prices they want, it's like they might as well just do it when people are accustomed to them doing it. And whatever the prices may be, just just get it all out there at once. Right. You know, there's no set. In, there's no sense in upsetting your fan base twice for no reason. Yeah, because inevitably some people are going to be upset. Yeah, and you know maybe that's. I mean, they they don't want to upset anybody, but no uh, price increases. It, it it's supply and demand, right? It's I mean it's a business, so obviously they want to make money, but yeah, it could could fall into also them trying to regulate the crowds. And with the five tiers, last you know a couple of years ago, going to the the three tier system, I think that's their goal is just to. Yeah, just to regulate the days, uh, try to spread it out, um, not make every day super, super, super crowded. I oh, mean, right? I mean, I if mean, they can get more people to go on the days that they say will be less busy, and right. less people to go on the days that they say are going to typically be busier, they ideally, theoretically you should be able to level the playing field and every day for the most part, except for maybe weekends and holidays, right. will be about the same busyness, right. which would be much easier for cast members to manage right. if they're right. always working with similar conditions. Yeah, definitely. All right. So that's all I got on price increases. Um, sorry if you're upset about it. I mean, like like I said earlier, I mean it's a it's a privilege to go. It's not a right, so nobody right. nobody has the right to go. Uh, now, if it fits in your budget, et cetera, and you can go. Yeah, I mean, fast, buy pass. fast passes are still a free service. The regular yeah. old fast pass is still a yeah. free service. You Granted, have you have to walk to either that attraction or, like right. I said earlier, there's a there's a kiosk in Tomorrowland where you can get. Fast passes for all the attractions in Tomorrowland. Right. 
you have to do it the old fashioned way. You have to walk around the park. Um, and if you have a park hopper and now you want a fast pass for um, Incredicoaster, but you're at Small World, go up. <laughs> Better make sure your shoelaces are tightened because you're walking. You're walking a long way. Yeah. Um, but you can do that and it's free and it won't cost you $20 a day. Right. Right. You do not have to buy max pass to have a fast pass. Right. I think it's just things you all Matt, all max passes is you are purely paying for convenience. That's right. all it is. Right. It's like when you go into a convenience store, your soda is going to be more than if it, you bought it at the grocery store, you know, cause it's, a convenience it's store. A convenience store. <laughs> yeah. They're charging you for convenience, right. not for the product. Right. Cody Cody just learned that. So he's he's showing off. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> 22 so, yeah. years of life served me well. Uh, so, yeah, just, I mean, you can, it's, for, 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 for me going, it's still, it's still a fairly expensive trip, but, and I get really That's good. That's why I'm not having kids. Right. Yeah. There you go. So you can just, I, mean, I was talking about it with my cousin, Tyler, who I'm going to the park with next month. And just based off these current prices, if we were to get girlfriends or even get married within the year that we still have these prices, it's going to cost us, you know, throw it with max pass and park hoppers about $900 for two people just on ticket costs alone. Right. That's not including hotel, gas to get there, not including our food to eat while we're there or to stay hydrated. That is just to get into the park right. for the duration of our stay. For three days? Um, Yeah, for three days. Yeah. Yep. So, but yeah, on the flip side of it also, I, I, I still also believe it's still, it could be a value compared to other... Um, Forms of entertainment. Other forms of inter- entertainment. Yeah. I mean, I was looking at getting football tickets to go see the Broncos last year play the Raiders. And you know, I'm, I'm looking at $125 a ticket uh, times, you know, three people that I'm taking. So now you're looking at what, $375 for something that is three to four hours. Yeah. So, if you're lucky. right, right. Um, and versus. 16 hours if your rope dropped to closing right 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 which usually when we go for three or four days we 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 usually don't right we're usually not there from opening and closing because we have we can spread it out a little more exactly now on my last night just because it's my last night i like to stay in as long as possible so and then your first day it's it's nice to be in there right when it opens on your right. first day but those days in between it's like yeah. we don't have to be there right at eight this morning right I still have to stay I, midnight. I still like to, but you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm 22 and that's hard on me. Right. I mean, it's just, you're on your feet all day. You're walking around. Yeah. You're having fun. Even if it's not dreadfully hot and you're not losing a lot of fluids cause you're sweating. It's just, it's just a lot to do on a day. Right. You right. know, and it takes it out of you. Exactly. Sleep is important. And then uh, there were some other people complaining about uh, the, and you know, I think maybe I'm I'm I might have complained once or twice, but you know how people, yeah, people in California can they can they got the payment plan right if you live uh, outside of California. So, uh, and I had this conversation with somebody about a year ago. She was like, 
yeah, it's not fair that people in California can have the payment plan. I'm from Arizona, blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, have you ever thought of saving the money? Like, so say, say you pit, say you spend $59 a month on the payment plan, right? Yeah. You start out, just put $59 in the bank every month. Now you won't be able to get your pass until a year from now, but you will have saved up that money. Then you buy your pass, but then the next month you put in another $59 or whatever it may be. So that when your pass expires, you have the money put to the side to get your next pass. So you just have to be a little responsible and, well, and I, I have a way and, and I'm surprised no one's really talking about this because it's, it's a really simple solution. There's a way that this particular lady could have done a payment plan and got her ticket all at the same time. It's called a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> well, put, yeah. the, put that on a credit card and there's your payment plan. Yeah, I, you could, you could, if, if you have, you know, credit and cards, then, enough you know, credit. Yeah. yeah. Heck, put it on a Disney Visa card, right? There you go. And then, and then you get you get special points or whatever, money back. Uh, it seems like every time we go to Disneyland, we I mean we get like a because when we go to like the Disney store, we'll use the Disney card or et cetera, et cetera. Uh you usually we have between seventy five and hundred and twenty five dollars that they'll send us a little card for we can use. So um granted we had to spend you know a couple thousand to get that, but yeah, oh well. So it's the little things, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's enough about price increases. If you're gonna go, go. If you're not gonna go, don't go. I wish I could go. Cody's going next month. So yep. uh so next topic. That that's really the I mean the only like news information that I wanted to talk about. Um there are a couple things I want to do that we haven't done in a while. Uh the random A to Z, a random Disney A to Z, and a little bit about uh, this day in Disney history. Which one did you want to do first, Cody? Let's do a random A to Z. This is the Disney A to Z random entry. Yeah. All right. We will start with the random Disney A to Z. And if you haven't, or if you just started listening to us, or you haven't listened to us for a while, because we went back, and we haven't done this since last summer. Uh, I don't know why yeah. we stopped. Uh, it's actually a kind of a cool feature. What, what I do is I throw a number into the random generator and it's all based off Dave Smith's book, the Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia. Um, and uh, I'm using the, the latest edition that I know of the fifth edition. I think after this, they just started to put it on the D 23 website. Um, but it's got 851 pages of encyclopedia entries and I will uh, throw that in the random number generator, a number spits out. And then, um, then I ask Cody, I'll turn, I'll turn to the page and then I'll see how many are entries on there. It could be five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think some have 12, depending on how, how big the entries I let him pick the number of the entry. And then I read it. He doesn't know what's on the page. He just knows, uh, what to pick or what number to pick. So, yeah, or not, I just, I don't know what number to pick. Right. I just yeah. choose a number. He tells right. me how many entries are on the page. So I know what numbers I can choose from, but right. I don't have the book. I don't, that's a book that I happen to not own. Right. And so I'm not cheating by flipping through the book and saying like, Oh, Oh, that, you know, I want. Yeah. Yeah. That looks interesting. So, all right, well, we'll, we'll get it started. We will spin the wheel and uh, we'll see what number comes up on the generator. Right. Here we go. 
Looks like our wheel stopped at 508. So let me turn to page 508 here, right toward the, a little past the middle. So it looks like we're in the, looks like we're in the M's. Oh. All right, 508, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Looks like there's eight. Eight. There's eight entries on page 508. And I'm going to let Cody pick one of those numbers. Hmm, which one should I pick? Whichever one you want. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's all random. So go ahead. Well, let's see. If you let's... pick... If you pick a wrong number, then we'll just cut that out. We'll do it again. <laughs> okay. uh, let's go with number five. Number five. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. All right. So it's actually Minnie's Bow Tunes. This was a TV show, it looks like. Uh, it's an animated short form series on Disney Junior that debuted November 14, 2011 a spinoff from a Mickey Mouse Clubhouse episode entitled Minnie's Boutique, in which Minnie opens a store that sells bows and bow ties. I remember that. Do you, do you remember it or no? I think so. Okay. The boutique was managed by Minnie Mouse and her best friend Daisy Duck in the first two seasons, but in the third season, Daisy and their assistant <laughs> Cuckoo Loco or Cuckoo Loca start a pet grooming salon next door to the boutique. Voices include, uh, I, I, I don't want to say, is it, it's Rusty Taylor, right? Or is it Rusty? Rusty? I think it's Rusty. Yeah, Rusty Taylor is Minnie Mouse, Tress McNeil as Daisy Duck, and Nika Futterman as Cuckoo Loca. So that was the entry, Minnie's Boutique. Some of the other ones that you didn't pick uh, was Minnie's Yoohoo, which was a uh, the Mickey Mouse the Mickey Mouse Club theme song from the original club. Um, Minnie's Surprise Birthday Party, which was a show at Birthday Land. Minnie's House at uh, in Toontown. Minnie Mouse herself. Oh. Yeah. It's so funny because when you said, oh, it looks like we're in the M's, I was almost going to say like, oh, well, then just do the one that's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was on the page that was Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Uh, Rob Minkoff, he was the animator director. Uh, the Minion, which was a Touchdown Home video film, and Miniatures, which I'm going to give you a bonus one because I like this one. So the Miniatures is that what you're going with? Yeah, just called it's just called Miniatures, and it says one of Walt Disney's hobbies was the collecting of miniatures, and this hobby actually helped bring about Disneyland. For years, Walt had been collecting tiny furniture and household items and displaying them in little room settings. Out of this collection came an idea for a miniature Americana display with dioramas that would travel the country by truck and teach people about how life in the U.S. developed uh, developed to the present. His first completed model was Granny's Cabin, which, were, which he exhi ex exhibit, exhibited at a Festival of California Living in the Pan Pacific Auditorium in Los Angeles in 1952. Because of the obvious problem of not being able to show dioramas to large numbers of people, Disney put aside his idea of miniature displays and expanded his sights to what eventually became Disneyland. I remember seeing some episodes. Uh, it was on the, I think on the D23 website where they took a tour of Walt's office 
the 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 new one and they were they were kind of highlighting some of his miniatures that he would collect uh and i remember seeing something way back uh with him and his daughters uh in his office and they were showing off miniatures or playing with miniatures so it was one of his hobbies to collect miniature stuff miniature furniture etc uh and i'm pretty sure it's there's probably is a lot of a lot of those displayed in the office or in the uh was the offices at the walt disney studios i believe right in burbank yeah uh, the, the, so. the the replica office so right uh so yeah that was your disney a to z you got you got a bonus one uh tonight right. yeah um all right, this day, let's talk Let's talk a few things in this day in history. We'll read an email we got. We'll talk about an iTunes review, and then we'll and then we'll get out of here for the night. Um, boogie, we'll boogie. We'll boogie. We'll boogie. Uh, so there's a few things I wanted to share that happened on this day in Disney history, which is February 14th. Day of recording. Uh, the day of recording. You, If you listen to it right after we publish it, you'll be listening to it on hopefully February 15th. Um, but as of the day of recording, it's February 14th. And one of the things that happened on this day was Roy O. Disney, uh, one of Walt's older brothers, was discharged from the United States Navy. He returned to Kansas City and went back to his job at the First National Bank. Um, the next one that I saw that I thought was cool was it was a Dis- Walt Disney Productions releases the comedy film The World's Greatest Athlete in 1973. Have you ever have you seen that movie, Cody? Don't believe so. Okay, it's got uh, what are some of the actors in there? Uh, John Amos, Roscoe Lee Brown, Tim Conway, uh, Jan Michael Vincent. Uh, it's got some cameos with Howard Cosell, Frank Gifford, Jim McKay, uh, Bud Palmer, Joe Cap. So, 1973, the release of that movie. Then, as we go on a little farther. It's not not a lot of stuff that happened. Uh, 1997, Walt Disney Pictures releases That Darn Cat. That Darn Cat. It was a remake of the 1965 version. This one had Christina Ritchie, Doug E. Doug, and Dean Jones, who actually starred in the original in 1965. Um, and I think that was all that. Uh, Jungle Book, oh, 2003. Disney's animated The Jungle Book 2, which I have never seen was released in theaters. Jungle uh, Book 2? Jungle Book 2. Feature the voices of John Goodman and Haley Joel Osment. John Goodman? What was he voicing in Jungle Book uh, 2? Probably Blue. Probably Blue. Um, I, I'd have to look Blue. it up. I remember reading something about it. It was originally going to be a direct-to-video, and for some reason they released it in the theaters. Normally it's... Something like that is a direct-to-video. Right, yeah. Um Kind of like Jafar's Return or The Return of Jafar, whatever the Aladdin sequel was that was right. directed video. Yeah, now I can't. Now, now it won't come up. Jungle Book Two. I feel like I've seen that. Like Mowgli has a little female friend from the village, and they go off into the jungle. Yeah, yeah. I right? think when I was reading the synopsis, I haven't seen it. So uh, I, think, this- I think Grandma has it, or used to. Okay, probably on VHS or no? That's that's why I can't remember if it was VHS or if it was DVD. Yeah, I don't remember. It might have been DVD because I think there were games. You remember when DVDs used to have like games and like the extras or the bonus features section of the menu? It was 2003, so I'm assuming it's DVD. Um, Yeah, but John Goodman was Baloo. Haley Joe Osment was Mowgli. 
Um, Wait, a female voiced Mowgli? Haley Joel Osment? No, it's a that's a dude. Haley is a dude. Yeah. Okay. He, he was from the Sixth Sense. Remember, I see dead people. That's him. That's the same guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know what his name was. <laughs> yeah, Haley Joel Osment. So, and he was in that movie. Uh, I think he was in Pay It Forward. Did you ever see that? It doesn't with, sound familiar. With, I think it was with Helen Hunt. Uh, it was actually set in Vegas, so that's why I thought it was kind of cool. Oh man, I can't believe I haven't seen it. <laughs> uh, so that was released in 2003, and I think that was it for this day. Not a lot, not not too much happened. I mean, being discharged from the Navy was kind of cool. Oh, this is completely off topic, but did you see the stuff Disney Plus uh, Facebook? It's probably on their, all their social medias, but I saw it on Facebook because I'm on Facebook more than anything else. What they were posting this week um, about the Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, I, I just saw that they're, they're that they're filming, right? Yeah, and that they, Emilio they, Estevez. Yes, Emilio Estevez. He's he's reprising his role as the coach. Right. Right. And they yeah. they had a picture of him on the ice. On the ice, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I I, I mean, I like the movie. You said you never seen the original no, one, right? I, now I kind of want to watch it because now I'm into hockey. Right. Um, the movie Miracle about what 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Yeah, the U.S. Something. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. That's a fantastic movie. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, you need to check out Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks. Oh, one one last thing before we get away from the uh, the. Uh, what happened today? Uh, and this was kind of a sad thing. I'm mean, in 2014 puppeteer, John Henson, the son of Muppet creator, Jim Henson passes away at 48. So his son passed away. When did Jim Henson pass away? Do you remember? Jim Henson? Yeah. No, I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head, but you know, with the power of the internet, Oh, it was way back in 1990. So that was even before you were born, huh? 1990. Yeah, that was a good seven years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, his son passed away on this day in 2014. So, all right. So that was today in Disney history. Uh, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stuff that happened today, but those were the the highlights that I wanted to, I guess you could say highlight. So all right, you remember James? We had James on a couple weeks ago. Um, James, hold on. Let me think. Um, James, James. From Vegas, yeah. Used to work with him. Oh, my old boss, James? Yeah, yeah that guy. Oh. That guy. Uh, he had mentioned while he was on the show that he was going to be heading out to Disneyland. Um Last weekend and then this weekend. He sent us a quick email. We're going to try to get him on the show next week so he can uh, give us a little more detail. Um, but first, I'll, I'll, I'll read the email that he sent me today because uh, he likes to rub it in that he's there and we're not. And Cody okay. Cody cried a little. He's He was there last weekend. Yeah. He He's there this weekend. Right. But be I, honest, if you were living in Vegas and if I was living in Vegas – We'd be there with him. <laughs> We'd be there with him. <laughs> I, I I would have been yeah like yeah. seventh wheeling on Sweetheart Night last yeah. night. <laughs> you could have wore um, your you could have wore the shirt you're wearing right now. 
Yeah, single rider looking seeking for my seeking my party of two. There you go. Yeah. Uh, please submit your applications to talking Disney Podcast <laughs> Please include a photo. Um, I I right now there are six individual people that I know that are in Disneyland right now. Six people. Family members or friends. Family members or friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you're in Logan, Utah. And I am apparently Look, 750 miles away. Looking at my mug on the screen. So yes, that's, this is, yeah. this is what I do with my Friday nights. <laughs> We're sad. There's six <laughs> people and I don't know a ton of people and six of them <laughs> yeah. are all in Disneyland right now. All six of those people were able to ride galaxies or Gal- rise of the resistance today. And James mentions that and we'll tell you uh, quick what, what happened to him today. Uh, so it says, Hey guys, just thought I'd send a quick email and share some of the things going on at Disneyland in the last couple of weeks. Last night we were here for Disneyland after dark sweethearts night. This was our second year coming to this event and it was about the same as last year. It was a lot of fun. Although there were a lot of people here. Uh, they offered a special lady in the trap dinner special at the Plaza Inn. We decided to do that, which was pretty good. They had spaghetti and meatballs along with breast sticks. Uh, they had some different themed areas to take pictures, so we made sure to do those. Then we were able to watch the fireworks before we started wandering around the park. I wanted to make sure and get a pin this year since I didn't see any last year. Uh, we went straight to where they were being sold after dinner, but they were sold out of them within a half hour of the event starting. Uh, oh, well, I'll have to get there quicker next year. They had a lot of different characters out throughout the park, along with a lot of different scenes for movies to take pictures. The night went by quick, and we enjoyed being there. Uh, this morning, we decided we would try and get into the park early enough to see if we could get boarding passes for Rise of the Resistance. Even though we didn't get back to the hotel until around 2 a.m. in the morning, we came over about 7 in the morning, and we were in the park by 745. At 8, we were able to get into boarding group 75. Uh, there was a glitch in the system, though, and it only registered three out of the four of us. City Hall was great about fixing that for us, though. We ended up getting on the ride about 1.30, only to have it break down on us in the middle of riding it. They gave us fast passes to come back, uh, and we ended up getting back on around 4 to ride it again. The ride is awesome. I loved it, and I can't wait to go again. So I'm going to pause this email right there because I just want to mention something that I mentioned to him earlier. In the, I started going to Disneyland when I was three, 1977. Uh, and granted, I didn't go a lot when I was a kid. We, we would go at least once a year, sometimes twice. But I'd never been on a ride that broke down and I had to get walked off. Never. Never. And so that's kind of on my Disney bucket list. I should have been getting on rides and like really hyper extending <laughs> over the edge to throw yeah. off a sensor. Cause I've never, I mean, I've been on rides that have stopped for a second and then started back up again, Yeah. but never where they had to come and get us and take us off the ride. Never. Now I, I know you've been on some, cause I think you sent me pictures of Splash Mountain. Yes. Yeah. So I got walked off of Splash Mountain when I, I believe it was two years ago. Yeah. I think it was two years ago before I moved to Logan, I was in. At, at Disneyland with James and his son Tyler um, and our mutual friend Jin, which is someone that James and I worked with at uh, the dental lab. We were all on Space Mountain. 
Mm. And then, so that we, there's me, there's James and there's Jin. And then there were some like, and then Tyler. And then there were a couple guys, big dude, like, you know, just kind of some beefy dudes. They got into like the other half of the splash, the space mountain coaster. And there, there was just a lot of weight on that car. <laughs> and the, the reason you st- stop before you go um, and start the space mountain is because they weigh you and they'll hold you there for a few seconds, whatever their allotted amount of time that they can hold you. So that way, after you go up the hill and you come down, the rest of it's all just gravity and free fall until you get to the end of the ride. They don't want you running into the coaster in front of you. So they'll hold you for a second if they need to, depending on your weight. So you don't catch up to them. Right. Apparently we had too much weight in our coaster. So (laughs) it started to go again and we all expect to start, you know, to go and then you turn right to kind of start going up the hill. And all of a sudden we make a hard left turn. And we're like, where are we going? <laughs> like, what just happened? The ride is broken. Like, we hardcore take a left into this, like, weird-looking warehouse room, and the, the track just stops. <laughs> and then this door opens, and someone, a cast member walks in, and there's like, yeah, there's a little bit too much weight in this one. We're going to have to redistribute you guys, <laughs> split you up a little bit. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know about that one. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> so back to Zima. I've got a couple more things. Uh, last week, Jen and I were able to be down here and ran the gumball rally. I was telling you guys about a few weeks ago. That day was awesome. It was one of the funnest days I've had at Disneyland, trying to get on as many rides as we could. We didn't rank in the top 10, but we had a lot of fun. I'm still waiting for the official results so I can see exactly how we placed. Met a lot of great people, and we're looking forward to do it again next year. You guys need to plan on coming down and running it also. Anyways, I'll have to try to get on with you guys and give you more details about both of these weekends. I could keep going. Oh, sorry, Cody. You're gonna, you're not going to like this next part, but you'll like the end. But I have to check in for my reservation at the Blue Bayou. I've got a filet mignon, lobster tail, and some creme brulee waiting for me. Oh, and Cody, not sure if you've heard or not, but I have reservations for us at the Blue Bayou when we get to go next month. Uh, so hope hope you're good with that. Hope you guys are doing great, and we'll talk to you soon. So that's James enjoying the last couple weekends at Disneyland. Um, like like we said earlier, if we were living in Vegas, we probably would have been there this weekend too. So probably and possibly yeah. last week. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then one last thing, we we got a new uh, iTunes uh, review, which I wanted to share. Uh, we forgot to do it last episode, uh, so I, I want to apologize uh, to. Kid Rocking is the name. We we know who it is. It's Jeff. Uh, so what, what's what's up, Jeff? Hey, Jeff. Um, do you want to share who Jeff is to you? Um, I'm I'm I guess yeah. We both know him. he's he's both our family members. Jeff is yeah. Jeff is my cousin. Is he's another son of of James. Yeah, and my nephew. So uh, I will read what he shared. Uh, nothing too serious, but very informative. One of my jobs has me driving all night long, and this podcast has kept me entertained on the nights that just seem to drag on. You can tell the hosts are very close and how much they love all things Disney. My favorite part 
is Disney A to Z because it's always something I, I never knew before. And it's fun to hear something like that on Disney. Plus you can't, he likes my song. He he likes your song. Yeah. So uh, that's what made me think about, we need to start doing Disney A to Z again. Uh, That's this one was for you, Jeff. So Uh, it says, plus you can't go wrong with the agreement to stay away from those dang Turkey legs. So apparently Jeff's not a fan of the Turkey legs either. Um, But that's, that's just review. Thank you for the review, Jeff. Thank you for the, uh, the comments. Uh, if you do listen to us on iTunes and you do enjoy listening to us, uh, we would uh, greatly appreciate a review and a, I guess it's what a ranking the star the star system. Yeah. So I was looking at it today. You can rate us, and or you can leave us a review right. in conjunction with your rating. So there's a if you if you're on Apple Podcasts and you're using the app. You can go to our our show page. You can scroll all the way down to the bottom. You'll see five outlines of a star. You can tap on five stars. You can, you know, hopefully it's five, but you can tap on however many stars you want to rate us, and it'll log that. And then there's also a button underneath uh, the rest of the reviews that then says write a review. So because right. we were wondering, can you leave a star rating? without writing a review is it connected and it looks like you can just leave us a star rating without writing a review if you're more comfortable with that just giving us however many stars you think we deserve without having to write something i know not everyone likes to you know try to write something out you know if you like us and you just want to be able to show that real quickly you can go on there and and give us a star rating and we will That'll help with other people finding the, finding the podcast. Uh, as far as I know, what does it move us up in some type of ranking system or something, or just makes it easier to basically when, when you, when somebody searches for talking Disney podcast will actually show up higher up on the list, even though you're searching for the exact title of our show, we're not just, we won't be the first search result for whatever reason, uh, just because of our, our rating. Um, right. And I, and I think it's based on those, those stars more or less than the actual written reviews. I think the written reviews just help other people kind of maybe grasp what people like about our show, but I'm pretty sure they go off those stars as far as the ranking and where you're at on the list when you get searched. Yep. So if you want to leave a comment review or a comment, that's great. If you just want to rate us, that's great. If you don't want to, that's great too. So uh, totally up to you. But if you do leave a a comment and you want us to read it, we can read it. I mean, I, I guess it's out there on the internet anyway. So, um, but that's all I got for tonight, Cody. You got anything else before I share how they can uh, follow us and like us and email us? And no, he's, he's shaking no. his head. No. Yeah, I'm. It's a that's good thing. I can see you can see me now. <laughs> Otherwise yeah. I would have just been sitting here shaking my head and you've yeah. been like, Cody, uh, yeah, I you got anything else. That was a good idea. I, I really like actually being able to see. So yeah, and I, I think- know the way I have my equipment situated, I was probably looking away from you for quite a while. Cause I was looking at computer screens and stuff, but, uh, but it is, I don't know. It I, is- I think it helps us, even though I just interrupted you, I think it helps eliminate some of that. We're not necessarily talking over each other. Because right. now we can see when the other person is going to talk right. and 
And if I talk too long, I can see Cody's eyes closing and falling asleep. So I'll know I can, I, I need to wrap it up. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you like to play around on the computer during the day and you're on social media, you can uh, like us on Facebook at talking Disney podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at talking Disney, follow us on Instagram at talking Disney podcasts. You can always email us at talking Disney podcast at gmail.com email your, uh, Comments, complaints, kudos, uh, relationship applications, relationship applications for Cody, uh, <laughs> show ideas. If you want us to talk about a certain topic, um, cause if, if, if you haven't already figured, we kind of talk about kind of random stuff. We kind we try to hit some news. Um, yeah, I think we've kind of talked about this and I think we're kind of trying to find more of a, like a like a, a niche for us a niche however you say it niche niche uh, is it niche yeah. is it more of a I don't, I don't know I don't speak French <laughs> anyway <laughs> I think we're trying to come up with something that's going to define us a little bit more rather than us just talking about whatever I mean we'll still talk about you know so yeah if if you have ideas send them in or if you like like what we're doing now say don't 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 change a thing yeah i mean we your guys's opinion means a lot to us in this i mean as much as we like to do this just because it gives us a chance to more in a sense formally express our opinions and thoughts about disney um i mean we, we do this for the, the the people that that listen ultimately and right and if any, you know, if nobody listened we'd just be doing it for ourselves because we just like to right talk about disney so um but we so, yeah, do appreciate email. those that listen. Yeah, definitely. Email us at talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com with those ideas. And you can uh, check out our website where our shows will always be posted, uh, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com. As soon as I upload our show, I always stick it on there first. I know some of the streaming services, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, et cetera, sometimes they take a little while for the for the show to to populate. So, um, you, 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 you can always find it right away on Podbean or from our, from our website. So, uh, that's all I got for this, uh, Valentine's day show, Cody, anything else? No, I, yeah. I, I love you, but that's, yeah. a, that's, that's it. I love you too. So, uh, <laughs> that's some, that's some Valentine's love right there. So <laughs> hopefully <laughs> Hopefully you had a good, a good Valentine's. I know Cody texted me a couple of days ago. Hey, are you sure you want to record on Valentine's? Cause yeah. we say I'm married, uh, but usually we don't do much on Valentine's cause everything is so crowded. Restaurants are so crowded. And, uh, unless I'm at Disneyland, I do not like crowds. So at Disneyland, I, I can deal with it cause, uh, and plus with our anniversary being in February also, it's kind of like anniversary yeah. of Valentine's day. So, uh, Maybe maybe we'll go out to dinner tomorrow night or something. But uh, so that's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, episode thirty three is wrapped in, up in the books. In the books. Um, and uh, thanks thanks for listening. I I probably say it. I know I say it every week. I try to. But thanks for listening. Thanks for taking the time out of your day. Uh, we enjoy talking Disney, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. And that's all I got. Last chance, Cody. I am done. All right. You are done. Uh, I'm done also. So until, uh, until next time, uh, thanks for 
Thanks for hanging out with us and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, what time is that, Minnie? Oh, <laughs> Goofy? Huh? Oh. Now, now it's time, time to say goodnight to all our company. M-I-C-E See you real soon. It's always Mickey Mouse. K-E-Y Why? Why? Because we like you. Hello, and welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. You're listening to TDP Radio. This is episode 33. I can just see the gears turning inside your head. You're just like, what am I listening to?